This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Ken Carmen Show. And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loans Studios, National Mortgage Lender, Quicken Loans. Apply simply understand fully, and make sure you mortgage confidently with Quicken Loans. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. A big thanks to Gary Myers again for joining us just last segment. Some illuminating stuff on the Dallas Cowboys. They have it different from anybody else. And and I was talking to Tom during the break. Before we get to Kyler Murray, five burning questions coming up in 20 minutes. Who knows how this Kyler Murray thing's going to go? We might have to push it back. But to hear Gary Myers and about his new book on the Dallas Cowboys, again, check it out on Amazon. How about them Cowboys inside the huddle with the legends and the whatnots? It's it's a great book. But to hear him talk about that Jerry Jones story where Jerry Jones is going around the room begging them to take Johnny Manziel and them not taking Johnny Manziel, and Tom goes, yeah, that's just that, that's the most Jerry Jones story ever. And I'm thinking, yeah, but that's that's Jerry Jones's life. Jerry Jones is an 80-plus-year-old man, I think, maybe late 70s, but a, an older man who made his life gambling. Well, you're an oil man. You're a wildcatter. That's, you make your money gambling. You make your money sticking holes in the ground. You kind of hope you do that whole thing with the, with the rods there or whatever you think you're doing. It's pretty unscientific, at least from my head. I'm sure there's some oil people who are upset, but go with me on this. It, you basically make your money gambling and hoping that this whole drilling – won't be a tremendous waste of time. He grew up in the days where it was different than what it is now. He was one of the guys who started that. And then to come in under bid, get a guy to agree to sell the Dallas Cowboys to him, to gamble on himself, to change the way that we think, to be the first person to usher in a different branding logo in there, which threw the rest of the NFL in a tizzy when he signed his deal with Nike when they were still with, what, Pro Player or NFL or Reebok or Russell Athletic or whatever it was. For him to do that, for him to change the way we look at professional sports, he's always going to gamble on himself. So, yeah, it it's it's surprising. It's a funny anecdote. But it's really not surprising when you think about it's Jerry Jones and you look at all the history like, yeah, I'm going to gamble on myself and I think that this kid's going to be great and he's great for business and I see dollar signs and I see star power and and America loving him and he'll be the next big thing for the Dallas Cowboys. It ended up being a disaster in the NFL. But the way Jerry Jones is, he's had some tremendous misses, but he's had some tremendous hits. He's been an incredible person to cover as an owner it, it, it is amazing to watch him and there are times where you have to be extremely critical because again he thinks he knows what he's doing and at times he's gotten in the way he's learned some harsh lessons but he's gotten in the way and for the Cowboys he's made that team so big that there's no other team like this in these playoffs right now there's eight teams playing this weekend for Indianapolis if they lose hey that's it's been a great year you started off one and five you got back in the postseason you have a mountain of cap space now. You can work with Andrew Luck. He's back to being prolific. He's back to being one of the quarterbacks that we we talk about in the AFC again, which we didn't anymore, of the young guys there. 
If Kansas City wins, hey, we exercise some demons. No longer are we that team that that goes out and lays an egg at home in a postseason game. We're better now. We got Mahomes. Things are great. They're going to go. But if they lose, yeah, there's a couple of things that are there. For Dallas, later on today, if you win, it's a chance in the NFC Championship game. And a chance to get back to the Super Bowl and to win a Super Bowl. And a chance for Cowboys fans to puff their chests out again. But if you lose, it just it all reverts back to the most negative thing you can you can possibly think of. They can lose by one tonight against the chart or against the Rams. And immediately it'll be Dak Prescott's overrated. Jason Garrett sucks. He's getting in the way. Jerry Jones is getting in the way. They need to fire Jason Garrett and, and, and promote their defensive backs coach. They need to stop Chris Richard. Well, now that Chris Richard isn't getting the job, they need to fire Jason Garrett and make Chris Richard the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Really install some oomph in that team. They'll yell at Steven Jones. Dak Prescott sucks again. Did I already mention he was overrated? Oh, and you play in a weak division. I, I don't care what anybody says about the Eagles. That That's what's going to follow the Cowboys. It's either you win or it's an out-and-out complete dumpster fire. There's no third direction for the Cowboys. That, that's a Jerry Jones creation. There's no other team in the NFL that plays with the stakes the Cowboys play with. Everybody else this weekend, hey, the, if the Patriots lose, there will be a question of, all right, how long is Tom Brady going to do it? How long is Bill Belichick going to do it? Are they going to be able to continue that success? There will be storylines off of that. Chargers, how long will Phillip Rivers do it? Those storylines that roll off of that. Philly, well, finally, we got the horseshoe out of the hands of, of Nick Foles. New Orleans, well, you had the $200,000 $200, Bounty, or yeah, that's a bad word for the, for the Saints, but you had $200,000 with, with Sean Payton and it didn't work. The Cowboys, boy, you lose. And they're not favored. You lose, it is ugly business. 855-212-4CBS. I got a chance to talk to Kadri Ishmael a couple weeks ago on this show. And I asked him a question about Kyler Murray at the very end of the interview. Do we have that ready? This is what Kadri Ishmael had to say. I found it very enlightening. As his consigliere, I'm saying play baseball. Uh, it's, it's a longer uh, life mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as, you know, playing professionally and having fun. Um, at the same time, from a baseball aspect of things, um, it was it Brian Jordan, I believe, for the Atlanta Braves. Was that yes. his name, I believe? Yes, um, yes. Both he and Dion, you know, he was as good to play two sports and he just chose baseball. And I, I think he had a really good uh, productive baseball career. And last I checked, uh, the NFL contracts are not guaranteed. Um, baseball is the strongest union in America and they have some advantages that, you know, as a young person, you might not care about at the moment, but uh, as a, as your consigliere, I promise you, you're going to care about when you get older. And I would say go the baseball route for a variety of reasons. And, and, you know, watch football on Sundays with your buddies. I love that conversation from Kadri Ishmael. I can hear that entire interview from a couple of weeks ago on CBSSportsRadio.com. Kadri Ishmael, even though we have, we usually have a back and forth. He's a Ravens guy. He loves to talk trash. He is, is so incredibly smart. And because of his history, because of his experience, he knows what he's talking about here. I fear the conversation that's been going around Kyler Murray over the last week. Because I think it's reckless. Kyler Murray has been a great college quarterback. I'll take nothing away from him for that. He's still 5'9". He is still undersized, and when he played against, and you'll look at the stats, and you'll go to this, you'll get mad at me, and you'll go to pro football reference. 
or college football reference in this matter because he's still in college, and you'll go get the stats, and you'll look at those stats, and, and I'll say, well, gosh, he didn't play very well against Alabama. He played against big boys, first-round draft picks on that defense, NFL-caliber players, and he got brought to justice. He played against behemoths, and he was absolutely drilled during that game against Alabama. And you'll go back to college football reference. We'll do this. Maybe not now because you know what you just saw and it only happened a couple of weeks ago. But as the draft process goes on, I'll sit here and I'll tell you till I'm blue in the face about that game and about playing against real, true NFL killers, guys who will make paychecks in that league, and how he wasn't a standout. And you'll tell me about those stats, and I'll tell you, yeah, there is such a thing as garbage time, and you knew Alabama was winning that football game from about three minutes into it. And you knew Alabama was going to win that game and go away with it from about three minutes into it. Kyler Murray's had a great college football career. But when I'm listening to guys like Adam Schefter saying, well, you know, it's not impossible for the Cardinals to take this guy, number one overall, and then trade Josh Rosen, that's the silliest possible thing I could possibly hear. And if they even do it, I will call Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, two of the silliest people who you could ever possibly bring up to that thought. Because you'll bring up Baker Mayfield, and I'll still say, hey, he's still six feet tall. He still stays behind the line of scrimmage. He still rolls left and right, keeps his eyes down the field, tries to find a wide receiver to throw to as much as the league has changed. Russell Wilson, the same thing as much as the league has changed and it has, and offenses are changing by the day. The league's still similar in a lot of ways where when you're playing against big boys, grown men in the NFL killers, your major concern is health. Your major concern is what defenses can do in the NFL because the talent's similar than what they can't do in the big 12 because the talent's not. I don't think I'm breaking any ground to tell you that the defense, if he ends up getting drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, number one overall, the defense he would even play against the San Francisco 49ers is a hell of a lot different than any defense he's going to play against Oklahoma State. These are grown men. These are killers. And when you're 5'9", and you're running around back there, and I have the option to tell you to play baseball or football, and the first thing you tell me is to follow my heart, I will tell you you are a fool. I don't know what his heart is going to tell him 10 and 20 and 30 years from now. I don't know if he plans on having kids. I don't know if he plans on getting married. But the bottom line of this is, if he even becomes a marginal baseball player, marginal over time, that's a $7 million a year job. Tom, you gave me a bunch of names a couple of weeks ago, and I wish you could remember them, but it's the absolute truth. The best part about it is I don't remember those names, and they all made six, seven, eight million million, $8 million a year. You don't even get that in your rookie contract. And, well, Ken, what if he's good? Ken, what if he's good? What if anybody's good? And I know he's an athlete, and he's a Heisman Trophy winner, and for the last six months, he's been in a traveling road show. Oklahoma football is one of the biggest in the country. You play in front of a packed house every time you play, with the exception of bowl games, obviously, because that's made for TV. But every single home game, you play in a packed house, and every single road game, because it's Oklahoma, you're going to play in a packed house. You're on a national spotlight nearly every single game. You are one of the premier players in college football. College football is the second biggest thing going in America, arguably the first in some part of the country, and that means you're the number one entity out there for a lot of people. That can be intoxicating but it can't be real to sit here and tell me that they're going to draft him number one overall 
Cliff Kingsbury could draft him number one overall with Arizona. That's dangerous thought. That's Tom Savage stuff from four years ago. Hey, you got to watch out for this guy. He could slip into the first round. Okay, yeah. And when it really comes down to nut-cutting time, what actually goes down? You're going to put the entire franchise in that hand? Maybe you do. Maybe you think it's a video game. Maybe you think that it's just that simple. Because offenses are changing. Sean McVay is changing everything. you just like to throw a blanket on it. There are still such things as busts with college football quarterbacks going into the NFL. And to tell me that he needs to follow his heart, follow your heart for what? If you want any sort of a future, if you want to change the way that you live, your family lives, the way that your children, if you want to have them, your children live or your children's children's children live, you play baseball, and if you are of any player of any reputation in baseball, you're making six, seven, eight million dollars. And if you're a little bit better than that, you're talking real hardcore money, stuff that you won't even make in the NFL. And even if you're one of the top end quarterbacks, it's still hard to make that money in the NFL. If you're one of the very greatest quarterbacks in the NFL, yeah, you can make over $30 million a year. And that's a hell of a lot of money. That's life-changing money. I still just flat out don't believe that you can do it. And anybody around him that can try to look into the future for this who isn't talking about all this other ridiculous pie-in-the-sky stupidity needs to tell him what's at stake here. He's 20-what years old? 22? At 22 years old, 21 years old, I know you think you're 10 feet tall and bulletproof. I thought the same, and I didn't have anywhere near the options of what he did or anywhere near the talent than what he did. And it's easy to follow your heart at that age. If you look at any one of these guys who have ever wanted to start a family, wanted to start a business, wanted to live comfortably for their generation and others, you might not like playing baseball as much as you like playing football. But there's going to come an end to both of those games for where you are. And you want to follow your heart? I'll tell you, you're going to be looking like a fool. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll get your thoughts on this when we come back. Also, five burning questions is coming up next on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is the Ken Carmen Show. Still had to tell that guy, don't be taken out on the dog just because Andy Dalton sucked up the room in a game, which I think that Andy Dalton's kind of underrated, but what the hell. 855-2124-CBS. We were going to do five burning questions. We'll do that next. I got people on the line. They want to talk about Kyler Murray's decision. What I'm saying is, I know your heart wants to tell you to play football. There's just so much that's stacked against you. Go play baseball. Even if you're a marginal baseball player, you're going to make five, six, seven, eight million dollars a year. By the time inflation comes around, you're going to make ten, eleven million dollars a year. If you hit over three hundred, if you're able to drive in runs, and I know we're always sitting dead red anymore, and it's either a strikeout or a home run. Maybe with launch angles, you'll be able to hit thirty home runs in a season. If you're a thirty home run guy, you'll make twenty million dollars in a season, and you'll have a longer career, and in turn make more money with a stronger players union in baseball than you ever will in football well Ken if he's taken in the first round that team's married to him not anymore you look at what some of these teams have been winning with over the last oh five six seasons there have been guys who have been pro bowl hall of fame level quarterbacks guys who get paid franchise money who've won there's also been guys like Russell Wilson who have won on rookie contracts There's guys like Nick Foles who didn't make a whole lot of money, and the quarterback who was there before him with Carson Wentz is still on a rookie contract. Nobody's married to anybody anymore. The league is changing. 
if you have a if you have a quarterback of any standard play that's good that's that you believe is a franchise quarterback, yes, for the first few years you're married to him, but you can bail out sooner than later. The days of this Blake Bortles and oh, what do we do with him? And we're stuck in a rock and a hard place. That's ending. That's that's archaic. If you can't cut it, guys are playing sooner than they ever have. They're playing more than they ever have. They're finding success earlier than they ever have. If you can't cut that mustard, they'll just draft another one. We'll we'll draft quarterbacks until we find the right guy. And so to say that they're married to him, I don't believe that whatsoever. And so at the end of a four-year contract in a sport where you're going to deal with the risk of a lot more injury because no 350-pound defensive lineman is ever going to tackle you in baseball, you can't just say, well, he can go and he can play baseball if he doesn't work out in football. Yeah, the injuries in football and the injuries in baseball, while you can still get hurt playing baseball, they are much different from one another, and especially with the positions that he plays. And I'm not pointing out that I think that Drew Locke is a better, and it, Tom brought this up during the break. I'll give him credit. I'll explain it, then we'll get to the calls. I'm not saying that I think Drew Locke is a better NFL prospect than Kyler Murray. What I'm pointing out is I think Drew Locke ain't going to be a good NFL quarterback. If Drew Locke could play baseball at the level that Kyler Murray can play baseball, I'd be encouraging him too. And he's six foot four. If you could play a sport, think long term. Think about the investment. Think about what you would do, not now as a 21 year old single man with the world as your oyster. Somehow, some way, get somebody to talk sense into you and to think, what would you do with a wife and three kids at home? Because we always like to say that about older guys. Ah, oh, you're a curmudgeon. Ah, oh, you're just stubborn. You don't want to. You don't have any pills. You don't want to take a chance. No, I, I have a lot more people that rely on me. I have a lot more things to risk, and, and that's why people change their outlook as time goes on. There's so many guys in the NFL that wish they would have done things differently at the beginning of their careers because they were left with nothing. That's why we do documentaries on that stuff. So if somebody could look at it, maybe Kyler Murray doesn't intend on having any children. Maybe he doesn't intend on getting married. Maybe he's just going to follow his heart and people are saying, well, that's fine. He followed his heart and all that stuff. That's garbage. We live in the real world. You can play baseball at a high level. You you were a first-round pick by the Oakland A's. I know that they got some outfield depth, but you'll make it to the majors. You might have to beat around the bushes for a year because guys, by the way, are playing earlier than ever. Go ask Dansby Swanson. Uh, guys are playing earlier than ever in baseball as well. You might have to beat around the bushes for a year, but you'll play in the majors. And if you're even mediocre, you'll make a lot of money, and you'll get to play every day. In football, if you're not that good, you, you might be able to hang on as a backup, but if you're just a backup, are you really going to take a 5'9 guy who's running around as a backup for 8, 9, 10 years like some of these guys make money on doing? Yeah, I don't know about that. Just every way I cut it out, the risk, the reward is is unbelievable. If he were good, yes, it would change the conversation about quarterbacks forever. But if he's bad and he gets hurt, it's just not a good investment. 855-2124-CBS. D'Angelo, he certainly disagrees. Imagine this. He's from Oklahoma City. He's next up on <laughs> CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing, man? D'Angelo, hey, I'm doing well. Look, I, you know, I agree with what Lincoln Riley has been saying all year, that he needs to do what his heart tells him to do. I mean, I hear what you're saying about the family and all that stuff. Man, I got two kids. No matter how much money I make, no matter what I do in my life, I can't live for my kids. And and I wouldn't. you can't make decisions based on that either as far as happening. I would rather be doing 
with my career something that makes me happy than what I do right now, which I do well at it. I'm good at it. I make good money at it. But it's not. I'm not happy. I envy people that do for well, a living. Well, D'Angelo, 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 I'm going to ask you some uncomfortable things. And if you want to put up a wall, you go ahead and put up a wall because I'll be talking about sure. you and your family here when I ask this. Sure. You don't like what you do for a living right now. No. Right now. You make a lot of money. No. You make good right. money. Right. Why don't you quit? Why don't you quit? Because my kids. You said, <laughs> right? but you said you can't, trial. but you just said right, at the beginning I, of it, you can't live for the kids, right? right You're living right, for the kids. But, but the money that he would make in the NFL, even on his rookie contract, being the first round pick, it's still great money, right? Whether it's 12 million, the bonus money is guaranteed, all that stuff he will still get. You said hit 30 home runs. Does Aaron Judge hit 30 home runs a year? Yeah, I think so. How much is how much money did he make off his baseball contract this year? Oh, I can't imagine right now. Not much right now. Eventually, he will. Hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars. So will so he not? Will he or will he not make? Will he or will he not make? Even yes, if he, he takes a nosedive, like Bryce Harper took a nosedive this year, right? Right. Will he or right. will he not make over two hundred million dollars on the contract? Sure, he will. Sure exactly. He will. Exactly. But 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 another thing is that football is trending towards quarterback safety, right? We know this, right? And mm-hmm. so he has a chance. He can stay healthy at quarterback. They are. They're staying healthy longer at quarterback. They're playing into their 40s now. You got Drew Brees, uh, Tom Brady, and all these guys, uh, San Diego Chargers quarterback, Rivers and them. Great it's, point. It's, it's protecting them now. But you're so mentioning, him, D'Angelo, you're still mentioning elite quarterbacks, and you also are mentioning guys who are who historically fit the prototype of those quarterbacks. And still, hey, you saw the Aaron, you saw the Alex Smith injury just like I did, and hell, I'm mentioning right. Aaron Rodgers who still got hurt again this year. So guys look, look, still get hurt. It's not like guys can't get touched at all. They're still absolutely. getting banged up. Absolutely. But the one thing I will say about Kyle, and if you watched any of OU football this year, I've never seen a quarterback that slides and gets down as quick as that he does. does. He does, no. and that was always the it was always the question with Baker because Baker always wanted to go head first, and mm-hmm. he wanted, always wanted to cringe. It was. It but was, with so. D'Angelo, you, you, go ahead, finish it up because you're making some good points. Go ahead. No, that was all. That's all I was wanting to say is that I just, man, honestly, if I was giving them as a 44 year old man, if I was giving them advice, any kid, I would say do what you love. I, you're making good points. You the thing I'm saying is though, D'Angelo, my question to you, and thank you for the call, and to anybody else. When you say, well, you know, he'll have a signing bonus and he'll have guaranteed money as a first-round pick, uh-huh, for four years. Have you ever met anybody who makes a ton of money, ever, who doesn't want to make more? Jeff Bezos is cool with his money? This is before the divorce. Jeff Bezos is cool being the richest man in the world? Bill Gates is, is, is just cool with it. He don't want to make any more money? Jerry Jones is just cool on the money? Nobody thinks they make enough money. Nobody. Whether you're making 30000 a year or $30 million a year or $30 billion a year, you don't think you're making enough money. You want to make more. Because as, as life goes on, we're always going to have more responsibility until we get to a point where we're about to die and we want to leave that money because, you know, you never, see a, uh, you never see a hearse pulling a Brinks truck. You can't take it with us, so you want to leave something to the future generation. And for Kyler Murray, when you play baseball, if you're that talented of a baseball player, because everybody's seen Kyler Murray play football, nobody has seen Kyler Murray play baseball, unless you're the most ardent Sooners baseball fan out there. That's another thing that gets brought into this. If he's that good of a baseball player, or if he's even a marginal Major League Baseball player, he'll make more money over time. Because to make that type of money... In the NFL, he has to be so exceptionally good. And there's still so many odds. The, the game is changing. 
there are still so many odds that are stacked against him. We'll get back to the calls when we come back, and also we'll try to fit in five burning questions. Dan Fouts going to join us at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by Geico. In case you haven't heard the news, here's some good news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. With Kyler Murray, so many people, follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart. I, and we just had D'Angelo in Oklahoma City on, and he was a great call. I think people say follow their heart because they just want to throw a big blanket on it. and it just You always want to throw those inspirational posters out there. Well, you know, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life, which is an absolute lie. Anything you do for money, there's going to be a drawback because you're beholden to something for that money. Somebody, I'm begging them. Somebody say something to Kyler Murray. Don't think about it right now. Is he 22 or 21? Don't think about it right now as a young man, a single man in your early 20s. Maybe you got a girlfriend, but who knows how serious it is. Good God, you're a high-profile athlete. Think about it as a guy who wants to leave a legacy, not just in sports, in terms of money, changing the lifestyle of the family. A lot of these guys try to do this. You can do more playing baseball. A lot of guys out there, if you're listening to this, I might be talking to some people right now. It's a Saturday, you're driving around. You might be, if you're shopping, doing whatever, or you're with the family, maybe you're college educated, maybe your father was college educated, maybe you quote-unquote come from good stock. I, while my family, I love my parents, I'm the first one to get a college education. Me and my cousins, two of my cousins, are the first generation to go to college out of the entire families. It's still very new, any of that type of thing. And so a lot of us are thinking, how can we leave more for the future? Especially with, we don't know where Social Security will be. We don't know where pensions are going to be. The economy changes every single year. We look more towards the differences of a manufacturing job. You no longer have the guarantee or the hoped guarantee of a stable income, of a middle class, of having a home and a a little piece of property and a two-car garage and a couple of cars. You get what I'm saying. People work for security, and they work for more money. Think about it in that case. Because I know Kyler Murray, immediately when he signs, hell, he's got $4.6 million waiting for him with the Oakland A's right now, and that's a ton of money, and that's life-changing money, and anybody listening, a lot of people out there listening could retire on that money right now in their 20s or whatever. You can change that. But again, you name me one person who makes $4 million or 40000 or $400 million or whatever it might be that says that they only make that amount of money and they're fine with it. So if you can leave behind a legacy, or at least leave them with the building blocks. If you want what is what a lot of people still want, a family, children, homes, peace of mind, if you still want those things, and maybe he's built differently, I'm just speaking from experience for most people. That is true. That's a loose end in the argument. I don't know how he thinks. If he does think that way, though, somebody needs to sit down, hopefully, and talk with him about that of what's at risk. Because if you get hurt in football and you only play three years, yeah, you'll you'll have a nice amount of money still because you're a first-round pick. You'll still have your rookie wage and things like that. You can still take an insurance policy out or whatever. But it pales in comparison to what you could even make as a relatively decent 
Major League Baseball player. And I keep getting, well, you know, if you're a franchise quarterback in the NFL, the life, the life, it's, it's just so different. It's so different because there's only a few certain guys who can do it. I don't know if Kyler Murray can do it. And I think if a lot of people were out there were general managers of their own teams, with number one overall, they'd probably pass up on him. 855-2124-CBS. Are we ready to get the five burning questions, Tom? We sure are. Let's do it, baby. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. All righty, Deben. Hit me with it, baby. Let's go. All right, let's talk some more football. And we've been talking about Sean McVay and his coaching uh, tree sprouting branches all over the place these days. Matt LaFleur to the Packers, Cliff Kingsbury, his friend, supposedly, according to the Cardinals. And uh, the Bengals apparently will hire Zach Taylor, also from his tree. Uh, McVay still hasn't won a playoff game, faces a really (laughs) tough challenge this weekend. Well, he's only had one playoff game. You can't say still. He went to a playoff game in his first year. Don't say still. (laughs) Nonetheless, it is a pattern in the league to hire trying to find the next one of this guy who has not won a playoff game. Yeah. Forget the word still. How do you think the current infatuation with Sean McVay and his associates is going to be looked at in the future? I think we're going to find out that Sean McVay is able to do it and a lot of other people can't. Some people took this the wrong way because maybe they clicked into the wrong time. I got a couple of Rams fans who got all hot and bothered with me because I said that they thought I said that the Rams were a disaster. That's not what I said. I think that a lot of people, they look at it and they, I want my Sean McVay. I want the next Sean McVay. I think we're about to find out that Sean McVay is basically the only guy who can do what he does. Matt Nagy's been successful, was successful this year. But Sean McVay is still significantly younger. It's a different type of thought. And if he wins a playoff game, then that's certainly been taken care of later on today if he's able to win that game against Dallas. So that part of that is that legacy, quote unquote, is taken care of. I think so many people want to follow the trend. They want themselves a young, fun, exuberant coach like Sean McVay is. But I think that there's only one guy who can do it, and that's him. And a lot of these guys are getting pretenders. And I'm very worried about that. Because Sean McVay has proven that he can run a franchise and he can do very well with a quarterback who was not doing very well before that. Got to remember, he also has one of the oldest coaches in the league running his defense. And a guy who's very experienced, who's seen it all, and can still change with the times in Wade Phillips. That gives you a lot of freedom to do what you want as an offensive play caller and head coach. So you better worry about the staff as well as these young guys. Next. A precarious situation could be brewing this weekend in the NFL playoffs if one scenario plays out. If the Chargers and Colts both win, which is quite possible, that would mean that the AFC Championship game would, in theory, be scheduled to occur in the Chargers-Carson soccer stadium, uh, which seats fewer than 30,000 fans. The league is apparently not happy with that idea and might even change championship uh, weekend or what has been championship Sunday to a Sunday and Monday layout with both games being at the L.A. Coliseum. Should the NFL move the AFC Championship game out of Dignity Health Sports Park if the Chargers are to host? Why? It's their home field, isn't it? You make your bed, you lay in it, don't you? Am I wrong, Tom? Tell I me mean, I'm wrong. Technically, it's their home field. I don't even know that I'm comfortable really saying that since they're, they, their fans get outnumbered at all well, their quote-unquote home games. But yes, I, I technically, understand. it's their home field. You know where they should play it? They should play it at Qualcomm. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. But 
that's why they should still be in San Diego. I, I know it takes two sides to dance, that whole thing. But um, I think they should probably play it at Qualcomm. That's my idea. It's actually yeah, you, a really good it, idea. It, if you're playing in a soccer stadium with 30,000 seats, you made your bed, you lay in it. What? You, so you didn't expect the Chargers to ever have any modicum of success until the new stadium's built? Is that what that was? I have no you, idea what the Nobody plan was. could have planned for them to have any six, a football team with a good quarterback like Phillip Rivers and a good coach like Anthony Lynn and a good offense and a good running game. There was no and, – and defense as well. They're a really complete football team. They haven't played that great over the last month, but they're still winning football games. Nobody thought at all they would have any success where, hey, well, we might have to play a playoff game in here. Come on. But, Silly. But that, do you that, think don't move a- to the place in the first place. Okay, so you're saying they got to stick with it because I think the NFL's idea yes. is just they barely have home field advantage anyway there. Let's sell twice the tickets and put it in the Coliseum. All right, you put it in the Coliseum anyway, or how many tickets are you really going to sell? Because you bring up the home field advantage. Who would they play in the playoff then? They would possibly play the... They'd who be might, playing what, the Colts. What? They'd be playing the Colts. Are that many Colts fans going to show up in L.A. <laughs> in the Coliseum? Probably not. Really? Exactly. So... I think that's an overstep. Just play the thing in the soccer stadium the way it was meant to be. Or you shouldn't have moved there in the first place. Next. Okay, on the topic of homeless teams in California, Jason Lacanfora is reporting today that the Raiders plan on playing 2019 in the Bay Area, either at Levi Stadium, the home of the Niners, or the Giants AT&T Park, the baseball stadium. Do the Raiders owe it to Oakland to try to play their final Bay Area season actually in Oakland? Yes. Yes, you know, th- that fan base has been tortured. It's a nomadic football team. And in terms, people say the Dallas Cowboys are America's team. You find Raider fans all over the country. I mean, all over. Because they, they, they've never really had a home, home, home stadium that is theirs. They've never had that. And that's that's on Al Davis and that's on the family. I get that. But I think they owe it to their, fa- I, I think they owe it to their fan base to try to work something out to play in Oakland for those fans for one final run. Even though I think John Gruden's becoming a disaster, I know that they're all excited about their draft picks. Wait, whatever you got to tell yourself. Uh, but try to play that final season in Oakland before you go to Vegas, and then we can stop talking about it. For the first time since I've been – before I've been alive. This is the first time in my lifetime that the Raiders will actually have a place to play. Next. All right, I got multiple questions here to finish it out on the one topic. Uh, After accepting and then bailing on the Colts job last season, many believe Josh McDaniels would not get another head coaching offer. The people who believe that were then mocked early in this head coaching cycle when McDaniels' name was immediately linked to the (laughs) Packers opening. However, as we all now know, McDaniels will stay with the Patriots, and the Packers were the only team he talked to. So, was Josh McDaniels shunned by the NFL this time around? Does he think he's Bill Belichick's heir apparent in New England? And if not, why did he go back to New England? I think he went back to, for him, the the Denver thing ended so brutally that you have to be careful. You get what I'm saying? You have to be careful about that next spot. Because it's, yes, because it is not going to, you're not going to get a third chance. At least you shouldn't. Uh, So it's got to be a perfect spot to you. So for McDaniels, hey man, I think it was still wrong for him to get a bunch of assistance to basically get that job and then to turn tail. But you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your family that if it's just not the right situation, you have to make a, a difficult decision. But an NFL football team can always say, okay, you made a difficult decision and your your agent was Bob Lamont and he fired you. He fired you. Uh we're close with him, and we're probably going to use you as a pawn in certain ways. And I wonder if that was used as well. 
But there's a lot of stuff here, and I think we got to get this clarified. I think some teams are working a little bit bass backwards on this. And I kind of want to get into that next. Because if you're telling me that a lot of these guys can't pick their own assistants, what are we doing here? Like, if you're in if you're in Green Bay and we were hearing about McDaniels, well, you have to keep Mike Pettin. I love Mike Pettin. I think he's a good person. I like him as a guy. Um, I still think that's wrong. I still think it's wrong to enforce an, an assistant coach. If you if you care that much about that assistant coach, then just make the guy the damn head coach because he's going to leave then if he's that talented of a head coach and you're that successful or of an assistant coach you're that successful of a football team. The other part with the heir apparent is if you're the Patriots, he keeps coming back to you. Is that not the plan? But you don't have another Jimmy Garoppolo sitting there. And certainly Tom Brady only comes around once in a lifetime. So you can say that it's your plan. I wonder if that can really work because the Patriot way, I think, only works with two guys, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I think if a third guy tries to do it and we've seen third guys try to do it in other places, I think it becomes an out-and-out disaster. That's a great five burning questions, Tom. You really had me thinking, baby. Fabulous as always. Yes, fabulous as always. 855-212-4CBS. Coming up. Baker Mayfield has been given Peyton Manning level power in Cleveland as they've made the Freddie Kitchens hiring official. And also, stop making Antonio Brown the Steelers scapegoat. And we'll go over these games coming up. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.